0: Good morning to you all. My name is Father Patrick Hyde. I am a Dominican priest. Currently on assignment as the administrator and director of campus ministry at St. Paul Catholic Center, which is the Newman Center at Indiana University. I am a son of this parish. so It is always a joy to be here, home, with all of you. You don't need to look very far to see people who are beaten, weary, cast aside in our society today. You can turn on the news and easily see those who have suffered a great deal, those who are suffering, whether they be at the border, whether they be in foreign wars, whether they be in our own community. In this community, you probably don't have to look very far to see someone who has been cast aside by a beloved friend, by a spouse, in pursuit of power, wealth, pleasure. In my own community, in Bloomington, Indiana, I don't even have to open the door to see the waste, to see the use, to see the destructiveness of sin in our world. Because I live in the midst of Fraternity Row. And I love it there. But you don't even have to open the window to know what's going on around you, to see, to feel, to hear the destruction. And if we go even further, because it's always good to see ourselves the Good Samaritan, we can even see ourselves not as necessarily the Good Samaritan, but as the one who has been used, who has been taken advantage of, who has been scorned, beaten, left exposed. It is a painful and brutal and difficult experience. It is the reality, though, of a world marked by sin, A world in which people put themselves ahead of others or put God at the very last. As difficult, as painful, as dark as it can be at times, if we turn to the first reading today, we hear from Moses. This command that I I enjoin on you today is not too mysterious and remote for you. In other words, God, in revealing Himself through the covenant He makes with His chosen people, God, in revealing Himself through His incarnation in the person of Jesus Christ, God, in revealing Himself through the teachings of the church, through the sacraments, is drawing us ever closer. We are always remarkably close to God. And it's not difficult It's not too impossible, it's not too much to turn to God, to follow Him, to be His. What does that look like? What is this thing that we're to do? What does it mean to follow God? In the second reading we heard from St. Paul's letter to the Colossians, Christ Jesus is the uh, the, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. The solution to the challenges of the world, the solution to the hurt, the pain, the difficulty, is Jesus Christ, and is Jesus Christ alone. And the challenge for each of us is to ask ourselves, is Jesus before all things in my life? The reality is is that there is no one in this church who will say absolutely yes, because we are sinners. But the grace, the love, the goodness of God is that he keeps coming to us and drawing us closer to himself so that while today we might be able to say yes with qualifications, tomorrow we have fewer qualifications and hopefully on that last day, the day where we see God, we can say, yes, you have been ever and always before all things. We are never far from God. In a homily that he gave to World Youth Day in Rome, St. John Paul II echoes this. He said, it is Jesus that you seek when you dream of happiness. He is waiting for you. Sorry, my phone here. Sorry. He is waiting for you when nothing else you find satisfies you. He is the beauty to which you are attracted. It is he who provoked you with that thirst for fullness that will not let you settle for compromise. It is he who urges you to shed the masks of a false life. It is he who reads in your heart your most genuine choices, the choices that others try to stifle. It is Jesus who stirs in you the desire to do something great with your lives, the will to follow and ideal, the refusal to allow yourselves to be ground down by mediocrity, the courage to commit yourselves humbly and patiently to improving yourselves in society, making the world more human and fraternal. It's important for us to remember this, the centrality of Christ, It's important for us to recognize why the church puts this reading in the second reading today, because we can be tempted to think that in the story of the Good Samaritan, all that matters is if I try to be nice to people, if I'm a good person. And that's important, to be nice, to be kind, to be generous. That is an essential part of being a Christian. But the substance of being a Christian is Jesus Christ. You notice that the Good Samaritan doesn't just go and bandage the wounds. The Good Samaritan takes the person and leads him to the next step. The Good Samaritan comes back to this person, remains in his life, does not abandon him. And this is what life in Christ looks like. It's not just me trying to help you right now. It's me giving of my life, sacrificing everything so that you might know God so that you might know the joy, the peace, and the happiness for which you are created and held in being. In my ministry at St. Paul's in Bloomington, about seven years ago, long before I was uh, assigned there as a priest, before I was even a priest actually, the campus ministry didn't really exist. On one of the largest campuses in the whole country, campus ministry had fallen into kind of disrepair. There wasn't much going on. And a radical decision was made to invest tens of thousands of dollars and hundreds of man hours in six people. And this is the radicalness of the story of the Good Samaritan and life in Christ is that to change the world, we invest in the person who is in front of us. We give our life in marriage to a spouse and to children, we give our life in friendship to the beloved other. The person who is right there, right next to us. And in seven years, we went from six students in one Bible study to over 350 students in 50 Bible studies. And it's not because we were doing these wonderful and great things. It's this simple principle of the Lord will put in front of you the person you need to love. And you need to love that person. But you need to also walk with that person to the next step. Jesus desires to redeem, renew, and take over this world in his love. But you are his hands. You are his heart. You are his mouthpiece. And in your life, every single day of your life, there is someone who is beaten. There is someone who is lying on the side of the road. There is someone who is desperate for Jesus Christ. Desperate for meaning. Desperate for the one love that will hold forever the one love that will endure for all time. Who is that person in your life? Who is that person? You can bandage. You can lead to the church. You can teach to pray. You can invite to go with you to the sacrament of confession. This is what the Christian life is all about. All of us are here because someone took the time to love you. The children who are here are here because your parents might have dragged you to church, but it's because they love you. We are here because God's love was manifested through someone else. The world will be changed not by piety and devotion, although those are good things, but by loving the person who is right in front of you. By seeing that person who was too far gone and saying, not for Jesus. And giving everything to walk with him. Giving everything to love her. The man challenges Jesus, who is my neighbor, and gives this radical story. And he says to him, and he says to each of us today, Go and do likewise.